Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave-She and host Brenda She-Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of Nerd Mysteries and the first episode of season two. Now, do we have a big announcement to make for you guys? We've been cooking up something since what? <laughs> what was it? July? I think when it they was, first got to- <laughs> I think it was July. <laughs> I'm pretty. I, it was July and it felt fake. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, hey, Austin, I don't know if anything will come of this, but uh, here we go. So we are now part of a network. We're part Ooh. of um, Nacelle cast. Um, we don't have all the details quite yet. You guys hopefully will because a press release will be going out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but if you have like any links to like our old episodes, there are going to be moving and we are going to be hosted in a different place. So please uh, check our Twitter to find out um, where we'll be in the future and resubscribe and all that. <laughs> yeah, make sure you uh, don't miss an episode. I hope I, hopefully this pushes out to the old feed too if feeds get changed up and like if by being under a new umbrella like it pushes it out of your feed but uh if it does check the twitter but if you're listening to this then it didn't so <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more information on our twitter later but because we record so far in the future we you know the press release still hasn't been yeah been sent out and we're already recording late we're recording on monday everyone which is yeah, usually this... when you listen so this is already we are, we're already in wacky time. Yeah, it's like, who knows when we'll get back on schedule. I had to go to the doctor's office. <laughs> Which, let me tell you, during a pandemic, awful. Stressful. <laughs> Very stressful. I get to go to the doctor in, like, 20 days at 6 a.m. Oof. At uh, least you'll be one of the first people in. Yeah, I'm upset. Well, my appointment's been canceled, like, four times, because, like, pandemic, <sighs> and they can't... No, the first time, the doctor, like, took a vacation day randomly. And I was like, oh. okay, that's annoying. All right. Um, and then the second time, pandemic. Okay. Uh, the last time it was, they didn't tell me the office move, so I went to the old location. And the people oh were like, God. oh, they aren't here. They're 20 minutes away. And I got there right on time. And I'm like, okay. So I tried to call to be like, hey, I'm going to be late. And the wait on the phone was two hours. So I just <laughs> drove on hold, hoping I would get through. I didn't. And I got there and I was like, hey blah 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 they're like you didn't get the letter and i was like clearly i did not get a letter so i'm here <laughs> now and they're like mm, yeah they're just too busy there's no way they could fit you in we have uh and this was like september they're like we have something at the end of october at 6 a.m and i was like sure i really just it's just a physical just a normal <laughs> checkup i i really just want the doctor to be like you're not dying cool sounds great <laughs> see you next year <laughs> could they just like come out and get like say that yeah like just be like you're fine that's all you need to hear <laughs> um, <laughs> me i needed like five referrals to like different specialists i just sat there and i was like mm -hmm, yes i need a sleep test and they were like why do you need a sleep test and i was like mm, can't sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I just sleep too good, and I would like to be ranked Nash. I'm in the 99th percentile of sleeping, and I would like that to be on paper. <laughs> You're just like, prove it that you can't sleep. Well, I'm not sleeping right now, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, we do have some nerd news today. We do, um, besides ourselves. I mean, I was going to watch uh, Yashihime, but I d- did not. <laughs> I, I also did not. I, I so yeah. like it seemed like some people are like, it's good. And then I found stuff not from big websites from normal people on Twitter and they're like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I'm gonna watch a Conan movie instead. Yeah. So I did and it happened to feature a, a deadly virus that was um <laughs> transmitted <Uh-oh>. through <laughs> droplets and causes a rash. Uh oh. So that was very stressful. <laughs> Okay, but the Conan solve it. What what do what do we need to do? What have we learned from Conan? Um. Well, the answer was that it was fake. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> so I don't think that's the answer. Either. Never mind. We'll edit that out where we say it's fake. <laughs> he was just like everyone's just having an allergic re- reaction to lacquer. <laughs> Conan, that's not how. Uh, everyone can't be allergic to lacquer in the world. <laughs> so fucking good. Like. One of his friends just gets, like, open mouth sneezed on, and so the whole episode, you're like, this child's just gonna get really sick. And then he does it, and Conan's just like, hmm. 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 Hmm, this. <laughs> it, was, it was a very good one, though. <laughs> uh, speaking of movies and nerd news, um, so we found out the Demon Slayer movie, Mo- Mugen Train? Uh, Mugen Train. We'll be releasing an IMAX, not here, here being in the United States where me and Brenda are located. Um, yeah, we initially thought, because, like, we both saw the news. We were mm-hmm. both like, it can't open an IMAX here, because <laughs> I don't know where, what the source was. Was It, it was, I don't uh, know, but... it was just Crun- Crunchyroll just tweeted. Crunchyroll. They just yeah. tweeted that Mugen Train will be an IMAX, and we were like, what? And then there was no other news. There was just their tweet. Yeah, it was just like, Mugen Train will be an IMAX. So, like, we're thinking that, like, Oh, this might be one of the first anime movies to be in IMAX. I feel like Akira has been shown in IMAX before, but Probably. Akira's special. But um, so which would have been a really big deal, but would have been awful because yeah. um, just don't go to the movies right oh. now. Movie theaters open in Michigan on uh, the ninth. Don't go. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that. Um, so we thought that it was like a big disaster that like this anime movie was going to get this big opening in America and it was just going to be this whole big deal, but it's just opening in Japan, which, you know, the virus is still in Japan. So that's still not super great, but it's a little from what we know, what's been made public. There's like a little flim flam about like the veracity of Japan's announcement Mm -hmm. on the coronavirus data. Right. Cause they really, really want the Olympics to happen. They really want the, and I can't blame blame them. Yeah, because they never really recover after the uh, nuclear plant meltdown. Their tourism still is not recovered. Like people yeah. have just been like, no. Which, I mean, you could read and know that like there are many places you can go that are fine, including around the area at this point. But that, I, mm-hmm. I also get people that that freaks people out. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, um, and like the fact that they put in so much, like built so much infrastructure and done all this change all the signs mm-hmm. to make it more like tourist friendly and done all of this stuff and pumped all this money into it and if the olympics does not happen next year it is not in tokyo yeah uh which seems ridiculous like just push all the dates back 
and let the Olympics be in Tokyo. I'm not saying I just really <laughs> want the Olympics to be in Tokyo. I know there's a lot of controversy around the Olympics always, mm-hmm. um, but I do enjoy the Olympics. Um, it's just like, a, I mean, they've heavily, anytime the Olympics are coming anywhere, especially uh, somewhere that's been hit with like loss of tourism dollars, like yeah, you spend a lot of money and assume they will make more back. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes they do, mm-hmm. and um, usually they don't. Nope. So, um, <laughs> it, so you have like in when the Winter Olympics was in, like in Toronto, not Toronto, Vancouver, <laughs> they were able to kind of like recoup it. That was a that was a good Olympics, uh, just you know, good sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you had like uh, Sochi. I I watched the Winter Olympics mostly. <laughs> Yeah, like snowboarding, uh, speed skating, um, skiing. <laughs> Winter sports are really interesting. Right. Um, bobsleds. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> Mugen Train, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Mugen Train, which is like the first movie from the Demon Slayer franchise, will be in IMAX in Japan. Won't be in IMAX here, but is slated to have a... Uh, normal theatrical run sometime in 2021 in the United States. Um, so hopefully when that happens, it'll be chill enough for, um, for people like to feel safe and go see it because I would love to see, I would love um, to see it. The, Cause yeah. the studio mm-hmm. behind demon slayer, like their animation is just like, whoo. Um, you know, like just like the quality of like the normal episodes was like really, really, really good. So I can't imagine like, with a movie theater budget, like what this is gonna look like. Um takes place on a train. I don't really like movies <laughs> that take place on trains. <laughs> but I guess I'll accept it. <laughs> um we had one more piece of uh anime related theatrical news. Lupin the third the first. <laughs> Gotta hit the Wait, no, name. wait, wait, Lupin the Third, yeah, the first. That's what it's called. Yep. Um they, Yep. <laughs> They're like, what should we call this movie with numbers in it? Lupin the Third, the first. First. The first time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lupin the Third, the first. first. What? Are you the third? Are you the Are you the first or the third? I'm the first third. Isn't there only one third? <laughs> Is there a second Lupin the Third? Yeah, this will be the first uh, CGI animated Lupin the Third movie, and it will be getting like a release in the United States probably too soon. I don't know if like they released the date on when that's coming out in the united states um but it's going to be released through fathom events which is like a special movie like a show like musicals or anime um it's like a special ticketed event um but it probably will be too soon so unless the local drive-in shows it um looks like i'm just going to be watching it in december (laughs) when it comes out on digital i think the animation looks pretty good though um i get uncanny valley with cg anime movies really really hard it's it's just that's not it's not right that isn't the way the good lord intended i i'm i think they like play pretty loose with like the cg so i'm pretty stoked um i think it'll hopefully just be fun um what else i feel like there was one more oh i really quickly wanted to say that like all of the cinemark theaters because the james bond movie isn't coming out are just closed so like i guess the entire uk theatrical (laughs) industry depended on james bond let's okay let's try it 
Hey everyone, we had some um, technical difficulties in our still probably having some technical difficulties. Um, to sum it up, what we already said, but you never will get to hear, um, Austin hates CGI. <laughs> and um, the entirety of British cinema depended on James Bond. <laughs> so um, what's our next thing of nerd news, Austin? Uh, the next thing of nerd news is very important. Uh, Marvel has announced the casting of Kamala Khan Miss Marvel. This is huge. Uh, me and Brenda love teen heroes and hate sexy adults playing teens. <laughs> yeah, I, Riverdale is just maybe the worst. <laughs> like, like the first episode has like this incredibly cringy thing that happens. And it's like, yeah, can we just like have teens play teens and do like things actual teens do because like when you're growing up and this you just see like what supposedly is quote-unquote teens on tv and you're like well my life's like not like that what's wrong with me you know i'm not having parties every weekend i don't have like um this like crazy social life like you know i'm not a tiktoker (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very uh, strange because, like, I think about, like, a recent show I watched was the Sabrina show on Netflix. And, like, Mm -hmm. they're meant to be teens, but then season one, there's, like, an orgy scene. Like, there's, like, a a character walks into, like, and, like, I didn't think anything of it. And I thought about it after this casting because, like, a character walks into one character with, like, four or five of the other characters, like about to have, like, carnal desires or whatever they call them, because they're, like, satanic witches, you know? Yeah. Um, But I'm like, they're all teens, and technically the one character is Sabrina's, like, cousin, Ambrose, who's, like, he's, like, trapped in a teen body, but he's actually, like, a hundred-plus-year-old warlock or something. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. So you're like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Oh, no. Yeah, it's... I think the media really needs to do better with, like, casting teens and, like, not sexualizing teens. And this is, like, a good step in the right direction. Not only is she an actual real teen, uh, but she's Pakistani, which is a really big deal. Um, Yeah, we're gonna get real shit, and it's gonna be great. Um, So I'm stoked. We're stoked. We'll probably talk a bunch about it when the show's out. We don't know anything else. They haven't given us a release window or anything. So, I have been dying to know, Brenda, through the difficulties and the recordingly, what are we- t- I got- I've been racking my brain for days. Well, as you know, this is the um, first episode of season two, and also yes. it is the, the, um, the Halloween month. And we don't have Halloween to do this- month. Yeah, we don't have to do this for every topic during the Halloween month, but I was like, I want something kind of- Halloweeny, something maybe that we have teased upon in the past. Um, it, I'm doing Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, what's the Scooby Doo? They're coming after you. You gotta coming find the mystery. You're gonna solve a mystery. Is go Scooby Doo? What's the Scooby Doo? What's the Scooby Doo? Na 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 na. Is that bowling for soup? <laughs> I think it was Bowling for Soup. Was it? There was a time when Bowling for Soup just did, like, cartoon openings, which, good for them. Because <laughs> Bowling for Soup did the Phineas and Ferb opening. Mm-hmm. 
because there's an episode where like Phineas, like they show up yeah. and do the theme song, and Phineas and Ferb is or Ferb is just like no Phineas, <laughs> Triangle Boy is just like, and that was Bullet for Soup, everyone. <laughs> And it's like, all the kids watching this have no clue who that is, but okay. <laughs> the lead singer was uh, Chuck see, E. Cheese for a bit. Was what? The lead singer. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Theme song. No. Oh, Simple Plan. Oh. Simple Plan How could this happen? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Scooby-Doo. For mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, is a 1970 animated cartoon from the Hanna-Barbera studio. It features a talking dog and several several other mystery-solving teens who travel around in a large van <laughs> solving mysteries. <laughs> um, so according to an article... <laughs> yeah? There, there's, there's a talking dog and some kids. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Um, according to an article from... F- Smith, f- 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 wait... <laughs> According to an article from the Smithsonian, um, there are 16 Scooby-Doo television series, two live-action films, a couple of live-action um, television films, 35 direct-to-DVD movies, 20 video games, 13 comic book series, and five stage shows for okay. Scooby-Doo. All right. Um, if you, okay. Yeah. Wait, if so... You- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm probably where the viewer, the viewer... We don't... You don't view this. You listen... Uh, where you were like, the Smithsonian took the numbers on Scooby. What? what? Whose job was that at the Smithsonian? I don't know. I found the article. You want to know what this article is called? Mm -hmm. How Scooby-Doo's origins are related to the RFK assassination. Okay, let's go. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Let's solve this mystery. The senator's death changed Saturday morning cartoons and paved the way for the gang of meddling kids to become a TV hit. <laughs> um, yeah, so how how did that happen? <laughs> so it all starts in at the dawn of like Saturday morning television, which we do have an episode on, so if you haven't listened, uh, go back and check that one out. Um, in like the 1960s, Saturday morning television like cartoons are a big big thing but they're mostly like superheroes um you've got like Hanna Barbera turning out Herculoid, Space Ghost, Birdman like all of these like kind of high action high violence series Mm -hmm. um and as we know from like a lot of topics that we've covered whenever there's like a lot of violence involved with children's programming a parent group is gonna like appear and be like hey stop (laughs) you you stop that fun you hey you Tom and Jerry I got your number (laughs) <laughs> coming after you tom and jerry um so robert f kennedy who was a senator and one of the kennedys if you haven't um figured that out yet um was one of the ones who was like very was advocating for better children's programming um and he was assassinated not due to children's programming due to other reasons but that kind of like spurred these groups to like pick up even more uh, momentum so hannah barbera is like oh god oh oh shit <laughs> we need to make something wholesome i can't imagine <laughs> a parent group is like rfk gets assassinated and i listen in no disrespect to that person or their family i can't there's like but you know there was some white lady out there that was like this is because of cartoons yeah and was just like um <laughs> 
advocating to like get rid of all these violent cartoons. If we um, didn't have these cartoons, that man would be alive. <laughs> so CBS, um, which is like one of like the Saturday morning cartoon, um, big, big Saturday morning cartoon channels at the time, which is wild mm. to think about now. Cause I don't think CBS ever had cartoons in our lifetime. No. Um, they found, su- yeah, they found success with a cartoon based on the Archies, which is like Ar- Archie Andrews, um, fictional band. Mm-hmm. Um, this cartoon got so big that their big musical hit from the show, mm-hmm. Sugar Sugar, is still known to this day. And I don't think most people realize that that was an Archie song. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, oh. <laughs> it's like playing. Did you in not my know head. that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that originated. That was like the start of like the fabricated band craze, oh. which is like a whole nother topic. Yeah, You're so welcome, it's like gorillas. Archie's. Yeah, the monkeys, the gorillas, you know, like just a band that is kind of just like brought together as a concept and not as like an organic band. Um, And Sugar Sugar was like just a massive hit. Like everyone knows that song. Even if you don't know that it originated from Archie's, everyone knows it. So this was super successful. CBS wanted more of this. They wanted less violent cartoons. They worked with Hanna-Barbera in the past. They wanted them to do like a cartoon about a teen band, another one. Um (laughs) And so here comes Joe Ruby and Ken Spears. And they, after this point, they ended up like creating their own um, animation studio called Ruby Spears. They worked on just a ton of animation, some with Hanna-Barbera and some on their own. Some of their own unique stuff was the Rubik's cartoon that we talked about. Rubik's Cube cartoon that we talked about in our Saturday morning cartoon episode. Um, The Alvin and the Chipmunks cartoon, which used to air in the middle of the day on Nickelodeon. And um, McElroy's favorite cartoon to riff on, Turbo Team, in which a teen turns into a car. (laughs) Um, So those aren't like monumental hits, but still they were popular. (laughs) They were popular in their own day. Um, So... Joe Ruby and Ken Spears, they, like, get together. They're, like, trying to create this show. Um, They start getting a concept together for a series called Five Mysteries, um, which is about a bunch of teens in a band, and they solve mysteries with their bongo-playing dog, Too Much. And originally, the dog is named Too Much. That's the I was going to say, is the dog (laughs) named Too Much, or do they solve too much mysteries? And all I'm really hearing for them so far is we need to start a band and get a dog. Yeah. Um, originally too much was a sheep dog, like our, like a uh, Jughead's dog, hot dog. Um, and then they were like, oh God, we don't want to get sued. Um, <laughs> so they brought on character designer, uh, Iwao Takamoto. He worked for Disney. Um, he worked on Cinderella, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty. And he was the assistant to Milk Call, one of the Disney's nine old men, um, mm. So he did the character design for Scooby-Doo, and one of his co-workers at Hanna-Barbera was a Great Dane dog breeder. So he t- talks to this guy, and he's like, what are all the worst traits of a Great Dane? So it's like knobby knees, a sloping back, like big jowls. Um, so that's where Scooby-Doo comes from. He's an amalgamation of every awful trait from a Great Dane. <laughs> <laughs> He, like, doesn't look like a Great Dane at all, if you've seen a real Great Dane. Yeah, and that's not just, that's not because he was designed poorly. It's not like Snoopy, who, like, they say is a beagle, but they're lying. Um. (laughs) This is approximately Um. a beagle. (laughs) It's a beagle. Fucking trust me. (laughs) Um. 
Yeah, Scooby-Doo doesn't look like a Great Dane on purpose. So he's just a big boy. A big, like the puppy that no one wanted. And he can talk. And he can talk. Um, yeah. So Hanna-Barbera pitches this series to um, to CBS. They turn it down. Um, Hanna-Barbera goes <laughs> back to the drawing board. They get rid of the band. They call it Who's Scared? That's They change the name to Who is Scared? It's S-S-Scared. That's a bad name. CBS turns that down again. It's awful because you can't say it. Imagine the pictures. Scared. And they have to say that every time when they're pitching the show. So on Who Who's Scared. Um. So they go back to the drawing board, change the name to Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And um, the first episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? ended up uh, premiering on September 12th, 1970 on CBS. Mm. Um, so that's the basic history of Scooby-Doo. Like, I could go through every Scooby-Doo series, and I do have a list of them here. Um, but there's so many, and there's, like, so much that we could just talk about with Scooby-Doo. Um Really quickly before we just begin our open conversation about everyone's favorite Great Dane question mark, um, <laughs> Scooby Doo Where Are You was so successful, which by the way only has about like twenty some odd episodes. Really, um, which I which was wild to me um, because yeah, Scooby Doo Where Are You had like twenty some odd episodes, and then um, what's new Scooby Doo, which premiered in like the mid two thousands, had like forty something. And um, Mystery Incorporated, which was the 2010s Scooby-Doo series, which we'll talk about because I love talking about Mystery Incorporated, um, had it was the longest running Scooby-Doo series at like over 50 episodes. And it didn't even get to finish what it set out to do. So, oh, my God. Um, it's been a wild ride for our good friend Scooby. Um, but Scooby-Doo, where are you? was so successful that Hanna-Barbera wanted to um, cont- like keep the success going so they not only did consecutive other scooby-doo series after this they created what is known on the internet as scooby clones this includes <laughs> jabberjaw the talking shark honestly my favorite i Jabber- love him so much um, <laughs> they had they, they got their band because that one they were a band they were a band and then goober and the ghost snatchers I've never heard of um, that. Josie and the That's, Pussycats. That one is good. That one's good. Um, Speed Buggy. Oh, They're, right. It's a car. It's, it's a, a car. <laughs> it's a car. Um, and Funky Phantom. And there's more. I just was, like, looking at the list, and, like, there wasn't a list out on the internet. I would have had to watch, like, a 30-minute long video to get all of them, and I was just like, yo, love this podcast. I'm taking a college <laughs> class right now, and I just, time is time is money. Money is power. Power is pizza. Um, <laughs> and then one last Scooby Doo fact that I have, because a lot of people know a lot about Scooby Doo, so I was looking for some very deep cuts um, in Japanese, because Scooby Doo was translated to Japanese. Um, it was titled uh, Yoamushi Kurupa. Scaredy Cat Cooper. So yeah, what? His name is Cooper. What? <laughs> Who? Why? Cooper. And that ha- I don't know. And that has been changed because I found the Japanese trailer for Scoob, um, and it was Yoamushi Scooby, 
mm. uh, instead of uh, Cooper. So I wonder. Um, I gotta find. I wonder if like Cooper was like a. There's no famous dog I can think of named Cooper in Japanese history because that's not a like Cooper. <laughs> Cooper of itself is not like a. Was it like a popular American? Why Cooper? Sometimes when they change translation why names, Cooper? I'm like, why is it that? Why? Why Cooper? Um, I don't know. Maybe Scoob sounded like like Scoo- Scooby. Maybe that was like a, a word. It's not a word I know. Yeah, it's so. not a word I know. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I don't think that's a word. But who knows? Uh, <laughs> it's just like... I like to... I'm very fascinated by like... Uh, translations into other languages and like mm-hmm. localization mm-hmm. into and so i was like i have to find this one tidbit mm-hmm. um and yeah uh austin what is your favorite scooby-doo series Ooh, favorite series uh i was like i have a favorite crossover lined up and a favorite movie oh we well, you know <laughs> but favorite series the the what's new Scooby song slaps, but I can't remember a single episode of it. So I feel like it must be the classic, which I thought had more, but maybe I'm thinking of like, because there's like the Scooby Doo and and Friends or whatever, where it was all the cameos. But I don't know if those were old episodes they just like put into a new series or what. Yeah. So the order is Scooby Doo, where are you? The new Scooby Doo movies, the Scooby Doo show. And then Scooby-Doo was in Laugh Olympics. And then along comes a little little boy named Scrappy-Doo. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't hate Scrappy-Doo as much as everyone else does. <laughs> I hate Scrappy-Doo a little bit less. I think he's fine. Um, and then there were two Scrappy-Doo series. And then new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo. So technically three Scrappy-Doo series. And then 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, which also had Scrappy in it. <laughs> 13 Ghosts is the one with Vincent Price as a disembodied head inside a globe. And it has Daphne. Not da- Yeah, Daphne's in it. And Shaggy's in it. And Scooby's in it. And Flim Flam's in it. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, there's, flim flam. There's so much old, like, and as a kid, when you're watching these repeats on, like, Cartoon Network or then on Boomerang, like, I, they all just kind of run together as old cartoons. So when you're like, the first one had 20, I'm like, mm-hmm. it surely had more. But I'm like, I guess it just all looked the same to me, which was old. Yeah, and it's like, even with, like, the Scrappy-Doo episodes, that just feels like an episode of Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one that always felt distinctly different was 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo because it was just very different from the regular formula, formula. Mm-hmm. and Fred and Velma were not there yeah which was a massive mistake yeah which is garbage why am I here great. why am I watching this show Velma's not here yeah but there is an episode where Daphne turns into a werewolf so that's know. pretty neat I guess the the trend of us picking <laughs> things where people are kind of furries continues it continues <laughs> Um, and then after 13 Ghosts comes a pup named Scooby-Doo, which was airing when we were kids. Oh, it's that one. Uh, and that's... That's the one. It's that one? That's that, one that one. Is like the, it's the only one like of the like older kids that is good, I think. It's really fun. It has some good slapstick. It's very 90s, but like not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's 90s in a way that like makes it accessible and um, 
kind of relatable when you're growing up in that time period. Yeah. Now it probably feels dated, but you know, growing up, I was like, yeah, this is life. <laughs> um, yeah. Pup name Scooby-Doo was really good. And then that was it for a very long time. Like Scooby-Doo just kind of went dormant um, up until uh, 1998 when, um, I think it was 1998. I forgot to write the date down. Um, but Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island comes out. It was a direct-to-video VHS original movie that takes place, like, after the original series. So, like, everyone's, like, not a teenager anymore. They're, like, young adults. Yeah. They have careers. Um, some of them have careers. I was like, they, they, they have careers the in quotes. Well, Velma is a mystery novelist. And um, Daphne and Fred have a ghost hunting show. Yeah, they which is which was just like it really the ghost hunting show thing really sold it for me because that's like ghost hunting shows were the craze at that point. Like there's like there's like three mm-hmm. or four different ghost hunting shows that I was actively watching. Like this is so real. Oh, oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, buddy. And like even though I know ghost hunting shows are all staged there's still some that i really like to watch i really enjoy watching buzzfeed unsolved <laughs> um i think that's really fun i want to go fire up some ghost uh, adventures yeah <laughs> ghost adventures. do you hear that the fun <laughs> and it's, it's like clearly someone tapping. So do you hear that and it's like someone like yeah. scratching on a wall what's that it's someone scratch it's a rat what's that? it's a it's a rat or something is we're in an old house and then <laughs> And then, like, what is it, Zach? He just, like, goes and he's just like, Hey, ghost! <laughs> yeah. Get out of here! <laughs> Come fight me! I'm here! I'm gonna mess up your bed! <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm touching your things! My filthy human hands are all over your things! What are you gonna do? Which, if it was real... <laughs> could you imagine if, like, they really believed it and they think there's some kind of, like, vengeful, <laughs> evil spirit? Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah! It's like, if you think this is real, like, people, my favorite part of Ghost Adventures is the history of the house. I just, that's the part I like. And then I'll just watch, like, Zach just, like, wander around and yell at ghosts for, like, an hour. Um, <laughs> if you, everyone, if you haven't watched those early adventure, like, episodes of Ghost Adventures, because, like, towards, the, like, it's still on TV, but he just got, like, way too serious about it. Now he's just like, oh, a demon! Like, he's just way too, takes it too seriously. The early episodes where the guy just yells at ghosts all the time, <laughs> it's good. It's, if you need a laugh, just please, please go watch it. Uh, the one where he gets scratched, and he's just like, oh, something's scratching me! <laughs> <laughs> it's just peak, it's, so good. It's, it's just peak, like, that uh, supernatural craze where everyone was like, but what if it's real? And I'm like, all right. Listen, if it's real, why are why are you there? You're like no one should be here yeah. ever, but we should document it. Okay, either you believe it and you don't need to be there or you don't. Cuz if you believe it and you're there, you're like yeah. I would love for a ghost to just straight up kill me. <laughs> <laughs> like they go to like Poveglia Island and they're like no one should ever set foot here and they get off the boat <laughs> and I'm like okay. <laughs> All right. And I do believe in ghosts like to some degree. Um I'm very practical about it. Like, I'll be like, oh, that was just, like, you know, the house settling, like, whatever. But, like, you know, there's some things that happen where it's like, hmm, can't explain that one, can mm. I? <laughs> yeah, my middle school um, is super haunted. Yeah? Yeah. My house is haunted. Oh, well, I, cool. So, about that photo shoot, I will not be coming to your house. 
Um, I'm down here in the basement, but there's the laundry room right behind me. Um, and there's a scream that sometimes sounds. It hasn't happened while we're here in the podcast. I'm just so used to it that I just ignore it now. Well, <laughs> no thanks. Um, and then we have a side room that we added onto our house, so it wasn't a pre-existing structure. Fucking haunted. Side room haunted. <laughs> I've seen stuff. My mom's seen stuff. My dad, when he, um, when my dad's home, he just sleeps in the living room because he was sleeping in the side room. And sorry, Brent is telling ghost stories. It's Halloween, everyone. My dad was sleeping in the side room, and he was like laying down, and um, he felt like a cat climb on his chest. And he, like, went to, like, pet the cat. And then he realized his cat was, like, down by his feet. But there was, like, cat paw pressure on his chest. <laughs> I just, so, I just, so one of the ghosts is just our cat. What I imagine, though, is, like, <laughs> that happens and just very slowly gets up. Like, you don't want to upset the ghost cat. You're like, I gotta go. I'm gonna go. Here's <laughs> here's a blanket. Here's a blanket pillow. You know, like, cats love blankets. Here's your blanket. <laughs> I'm gonna go. You enjoy that? I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So he sleeps in the living room now. Yeah, my middle school uh, was super haunted. We would hear what sounded like kids screaming in the bathroom that I used Oof. growing up because I went to the boys' bathroom growing up. And uh, it mm-hmm. you'd hear like what sounds like someone screaming or flushing the toilet. Um, there were a Oof. few stories of... There's, like, one, because it wasn't always my school, it's been, like, a bunch of different, there's, like, one suicide in the, in what was now the bathroom. There's also a kid that, it had, like, an old bell tower, because it's a Catholic school, and, like, a kid died up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeez. So you'd hear screaming in that room, and it was always after school, because I was a nerd and on the scientific Olympic team, so it'd be, like, after school, we, mm-hmm. we'd hear it, and, like... When new people join the team, like, what's that? Like, oh, that's the ghost. We just don't go in the bathroom after school. We go to the kindergarten bathroom downstairs. We don't go to the big kid bathroom. Oh. Like, we just do. We just, you just don't go oh. in there. Uh, yeah, that's just like a fact. You just don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> and then the um, art room was haunted every day after school because, like, you stack the chairs on the tables. And every day after school, mm-hmm. something would throw all the chairs off the table. And the janitor just left God. them. Like, we you come in in the morning and everyone just knew. Oh yeah, chairs on the ground. And, uh, that's that's where they go. Pick them back up. <laughs> um. Yeah, Austin, you don't have to worry about my house because one of the ghosts is a cat that I know. I know who it is. It's Rizzo. He's cool. Um, he shows up when I'm feeling bad, and then the other one is my grandpa. Um, there might be like a third thing that I don't know what it is. Uh, but there's enough. I'm getting real. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Brenda's really superstitious. Um, just enough weird stuff has happened to me that this is just my life. Um, so there's like two good spirits in the house. So you'll be fine. Hey, Grandpa. <laughs> uh, what does Grandpa think of? So what's your favorite Scooby-Doo series? Um, I'm very endeared to what's new Scooby-Doo. It, there's like not a lot to it. Um, it's just kind mm. of like fun one-off episodes. It has like... Yeah. A good voice cast. I think it was like the last series that Casey Kasem did of Shaggy. Did he? No, that was someone else. I think that was was that Matthew Lillard? Who voiced was he, Shaggy? Was he Shaggy in Scooby Doo one second. In the movie was out, I thought. So who plays Shaggy in What's New? Scooby Doo. I love Matthew Lillard, by the way. 
He's just a he's just I, a I know great guy. Someone tried to bully him on Twitter, I'm and like, one hundred thousand people were like, "We'll kill you." <laughs> <laughs> like okay, <it's- laughs> um, okay, um, no. What's new Scooby Doo was the last series that Casey Kasem, his original voice actor, did. Um, mm-hmm. The voice of Shaggy, who is um, fun fun fact, I guess he is from my hometown. So. Oh. There's actually a lot um, of like voice talent from Michigan. I know, and I'm like, how do I get a piece of that pie? <laughs> they all go to they go to uh, Western. Western actually has a really good voice acting program. Really? Yeah, the voice for hey, everyone. I'm... If you wanna, um... <laughs> if you wanna, if hey, you wanna, get if you wanna like start a GoFundMe so I can go to voice acting school, <laughs> um, that, that would be pretty great. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm very talented. I don't know if you've been able. To... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the uh, voice actress for the English voice for uh, Erica from Erica 7 went there. And that was like, I was like, what? And really? then I clicked on it and there's like a bunch of talent that's like been there. And there was no one like super big that I think people know by name. But there are a lot of like people who've done big roles for like English dubs of anime and then just like American cartoons. Yeah, that's why Tim Allen went there. Tim Allen was a anyway, voice actor. Really? I mean, yeah. And then Tim he Allen's funked very out. Flawed, but he is a good voice actor. <laughs> yeah. He never he finished. Out. He got arrested. He never finished. I guess it worked out for him. I just wish he wasn't such a garbage. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. He has an honorary doctorate from that. Yeah, because does he really? Yeah. He's. It's hard because like he's so intertwined with like all of our childhoods. That it's just like, mm. <laughs> um, okay. So, what's new? Scooby Doo had uh, Frank Welker as both Scooby and Fred. He's been voicing Fred for a very long time. Um, Gray Lyle as Daphne. That's like the quint- quintessential Daphne voice. And then Minty Cohn as Velma Dinkley, also the quintessential Velma voice. Um, in Scoob, they tried to like give Velma. I don't know. She sounds more sexy. I guess I don't know. She's just like older. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have, like, that nasally Velma voice. Mm-hmm. Like, who is that? Stop. I mean, that, like, <laughs> the nasally is, I don't, I'm, like, listen, everyone. Velma was, when I knew I was gay, she's so hot. <laughs> she's so I, hot. People gotta back, like, the voice, rocking it. Those knee highs, crushing it. That sweater, hey, listen, Vel- Velma stacked, because that's a thick sweater. <laughs> I'm just um, saying. I've cosplayed as Velma a lot. Yeah. Um, so I've cosplayed as like a couple like more quote unquote like sexy characters. I've been Zatanna. Mm-hmm. I've been like a couple characters that are like more like conventionally sexy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me assure you, the most weird shit happens to me when I'm Daphne. Not Daphne. Velma. <laughs> like, yeah. I've just had some people say some shit to me when I was Velma. Well, it's a wild time I, to be a cosplayer, guys. I, I am sorry for that. I think I, I think, did you, Velma, when we started to become friends? Probably. I did it up until I cut my hair off. Because um, I feel like I saw you, it, either I saw a picture of you in Velma or something, but I, that, I like, so this is before I like knew Brenda for real. And I was like, oh, she's hot. Oh, I can't talk to her. Now. I can't be inappropriate. <laughs> I'm just going to go. <laughs> I feel like either I saw a photo of you for, like, your, your like, day job stuff or, like, maybe I came in when it was, like, a Halloween time or something. But I remember, like, 
seeing you in Velma and thinking, I gotta go. Because <laughs> I don't want to make anyone awkward, but I also know myself, so I'm just gonna leave. Yeah, I did dress up as Velma one time for Halloween at work. Maybe twice. I can't remember. So yeah. probably. And if not, you probably passed me at Yomacon. Because um, Velma was just my go-to. It's so easy. It's so it's easy. sweater. It's a skirt. It's comfy shoes. It's my real glasses. Like. <laughs> it's just it's just so you know? easy. I, was, I used to do Shaggy so for a while. Easy. I was like trying to think like, because I always want to do like a Scooby group. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who would Austin be in the Scooby group? And I was like, well, Austin would also be a good Velma <laughs> or a Fred. <laughs> we could just be all Velmas. <laughs> the, um, the, the League of Velmas. <laughs> I, I could do a Fred. Uh, I was like, yeah, I, Shaggy's all right. It's the bell bottoms that get me for Shaggy. Like I'm not comfortable in bell bottoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, me neither. I'm too short for it. But I could, I could I'm do so a short. Fred. I've never done Fred, but that could be comfy. Uh, I can see you in little, little ascot. Yeah, I think you would look pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think like who our other friends would be. <laughs> I mean, I think I was like my other vote for Fred would be Dante. Yes. I could see that, for uh, sure. <laughs> I, I like Paloma as Daphne, personally. Yes. I think Paloma as Daphne would be really good. Okay, so between um, us, we have three dogs, so- between you and me, Brenda. Which dog do we, like, put a Scooby top collar on? Um, well, Leia, ha- Leia, my Labrador, has um, chaotic Scooby energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin looks the most like Scooby. He's small, but he's Brindle. Um, but he's too smart. He has chaotic smart boy energy. <laughs> yeah, o- Opal is very, Opal is my dog, and she is very smart, but it's like, like any dog that's smart, people like, they're so smart. It's like, yes, only for things they care about. Yes. <laughs> like, right now, um, acorns are falling off the oak trees in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so the yard is just always full of squirrels, and that's just Kevin's life now. <laughs> he has to catch squirrels. <laughs> Sometimes he does, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, squirrel. Rip. Uh, um, but yeah, back to Scooby. So Scooby. <laughs> yeah, so I really like what's new Scooby Doo. It was it was fun. It had like some good like insert songs, which is like a big part of Scooby Doo. Like they've always had like chase chase songs. Oh yeah. Um, but really quick, I want to talk about Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Absolutely. Um, which came out in the mid two thousands. This came out after Shaggy and Scooby-Doo Get a Clue, which was on Kids WB, and that had a weird art style and only featured Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, Scooby-Doo was a mech. <laughs> like, I think he was a fucking robot duck. I think you're right. Could be wrong. Yeah, right? He, like, had, like, metal. I don't, I don't, I should have looked it up. What show is this? I didn't. I just never, I was talking. like. I'll look it up. This is, yeah, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo Get a Clue. So we're going to skip over Shaggy and Scooby-Doo Get a Clue really quick to the follow-up series, which came out a couple years later on Cartoon Network. Um, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated was the franchise's attempt to um, create in a story that builds on itself. So, like, this is the only Scooby-Doo series where you get, like, significant character growth mm-hmm. and, like, a an overarching plot between episodes, which was, like, really big in animation at the time. Like, episodic stuff was kind of going away a little bit. Um, they wanted to do something that built on itself. Um, and 
you know, it's good. It's bad. It's got some weird stuff. Um, there's like a subplot where Velma and Shaggy date each other for a while. And it's just kind of, they're just awful. Which the show was aware that it was awful, but they were just not meant to be together. I also love Velma in this series has a tiny, stupid little bow in her hair. <laughs> This art. I'm looking at um, Shagging Scooby to get a clue, which is this Scooby art get is. A clue? This is bad. This art is bad, everyone. Yeah, it's so bad. Is Scooby Doo a robot? Let me see. I deleted this from my brain entirely. CW. <laughs> it was just a blip on the radar. Insignificant, bad. Um, Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated was the longest running Scooby Doo show. Um, I think Scooby Doo and Guess Who is getting close. So, like, beating that, that's, like, a new series on Boomerang mm-hmm. that um, has, like, a new, like, a star. It's, like, the one where it's, like, they have a celebrity in every episode. And I have not seen any of that, um, but I've heard pretty good things. that it's, like, a return to the original format um, with, like, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? So, um, but Mystery Incorporated, everyone had, like, character their character traits, like, bumped up to, like, a million. Um, my favorite is Fred, who, uh, his dad's the mayor. And Fred is just, like, an, the ultimate disappointment. Because Fred's very good at building traps to catch uh, villains that they're trying to catch. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all he talks about. So his dad's just like, you need to, like, go into politics. You need to do this. You need to, like, do sports. And Fred's just absolutely not into it at all. Um, he's kind of, he's full himbo here. Like, it's <laughs> just full himbo Fred. <laughs> he's just a good boy. And it's very sad because he just always feels that everything is his fault. <laughs> There's one episode right after Shaggy and Velma break up and they're not talking to each other where, like, Fred's driving the mystery machine and he's just like, oh, it's my fault again, isn't it? And I'm just like, (laughs) ugh! (laughs) That's probably, like, the most emotion I've ever felt watching a Scooby-Doo related thing. (laughs) Uh, So, quick back to Scooby, Shaggy and this bad show. Shaggy and Scooby look bad animation in the show. Um... Scooby's not a robot? What happened is Shaggy has upgraded the mystery machine to transform into a number of uh, amazing machines. I don't know where Shaggy got smart. Um, The Scooby snacks have been infused (laughs) with interesting nanotechnology that when eaten can give a cause a variety of day-saving side effects. They do have a loyal robot named Roby, um, and they're out to stop the evil Dr. Phineas Fibbs. I I don't I don't know. It was a final animated series to involve Hanna Barbera's co-founder Joseph Barbera. Barbera. There we go. I'm sorry. I have to keep up my trend of not saying white people's names right on the show. (laughs) So that's yeah. So that one was bad. Uh, it was bad. Bad. So yeah, I haven't watched any of the newest one, like the the la- like Mystery Incorporated or the newest one on Boomerang. Um, there was also Be Cool Scooby Doo, which came out between Mystery Incorporated and Guess Who. Um, and the art style. I'm looking at it right now. I also have not seen any of this because the art style just physically repelled me. <laughs> um, so <laughs> just imagine. Um, you know that art style right now in adult animation where they have like, the big oh, no. bug, bug eyes no. and they're like kind of lanky and weird? No. Yeah, that it looked like that. <laughs> it looked just like that. I hate it. Um, 
yeah, I don't know anything about it. So I can't be like, it could be very good and just look very bad. Like, there's stuff out there like that. But um, Mystery Incorporated was, like, a really hard thing to follow up because it was it was good. Well, it's like a real... <laughs> sh- not uh, Like you said, they were trying to, like, make a... What if we, like, took Scooby-Doo a little bit more seriously? Yeah. Um, I think someone actually dies in Mystery Incorporated. Oh, wow. Um, like, a minor character actually dies. So, yeah, it it got pretty serious. There's an episode where, like, Scooby-Doo's having a fever dream, and, like, all of the Scooby clones are there. Like, so Jabberjaw's there. Goober from the Goober and the Ghost Snatchers is there. <laughs> He's a dog, by the way, Austin. <laughs> Goober's a dog, also. <laughs> He's, like, this squirrely, green, long-nosed dog <laughs> with these big, big ears. Big floppy ears. Um, so, like, all the Scooby clones are there, mm-hmm. and, um, there's just like a moment where just like maybe we knew each other in a previous life and it's like oh what my am I God. watching? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that, yeah that sounds really Excuse cool. Excuse me. And I know Yeah, it's it's neat. There's some stuff in there that hasn't aged super well. Mm-hmm. Um but it's still definitely worth a watch if you like Scooby-Doo. There was something recently. I forget who it was, but like they it was either like a new Oh, I can't remember if it was a movie or the Scoob Show or what it was, but like one of the creators on it was like, yeah, of course film is queer. I think that was a creator from Mystery Incorporated. One of, one of the people from Mystery Incorporated. Because there's an episode where Velma finds what she she believes is a mermaid. Mm-hmm. It's actually a lady in a mermaid tale. But anyway, Velma finds this mermaid and like hides her in her house. Mm-hmm. And it's all just very, very gay. It's very gay. Nice. Um, so I think that's definitely like they were aware of it and were leaning towards that with that show mm-hmm. like especially after her and Shaggy were just super non-compatible right well I know there's um although Shaggy broke up with Velma <laughs> I feel I, I haven't seen was the live action show the live action movies in forever but I feel like there was stuff in the live action movie maybe that like they like there was in the second one yeah they like imply it, again which is like especially that's like a lot older like that's like the closest you're gonna get is like uh you know you know gal pals gay. <laughs> yeah just Selma just has a lot of female fans <laughs> just just gals being pals <laughs> don't question it <laughs> you you be cool you know <laughs> and then like um in some of the, I feel like it was What's New Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. They like went out of their way to like not have Daphne and Fred like live together, like so hardcore. They were like, well, we can't actually imply that they like are a thing, right. like a thing thing. So Velma and Daphne live together, but it turns out just to be kind of like very gay on both fronts. <laughs> yeah, I was. Like, I know there's a bunch of like from that a bunch of uh, fan art and like fan stories came out of like, oh, their girlfriends got it. Yeah. Got it. They lived. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Scooby-Doo is, uh, so I I think we'd be, I feel like we've talked about it before, but the best Scooby-Doo crossover that's ever been made is when Scooby-Doo and the gang meet Johnny Bravo. It's a masterpiece. It's what every single crossover wishes it was. <laughs> like Jimmy Timmy Power Hour could never... Abs- Jimmy Timmy Power Hour gets pretty close, but it's still not 
it's it can't e- it can't even hope to compete yeah. with Johnny Bravo meets the Scooby Gang, which is just a half hour special. Um, it's like the only straight ship for Velma. <laughs> yeah, it's the only one that it's the only one that counts. Yeah, um, it's so good. They do the whole glasses bit, and Velma puts on Velma's <laughs> glasses. glasses. Like it, and it's funny because they allude that like the sunglasses make him see something because she's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but to this day, I do that um, bit with you everyone. Like, the yeah. every time someone's like, where are my glasses? Like, I can't be seen without my glasses. <laughs> everyone, if you have not seen this, please look it up. I don't know if it's available anywhere. You can find it on old VHS copies of one of the Scooby-Doo movies. Was it Zombie Island? I think so. I think at the end of Zombie Island, it's... It's just on there. Mm-hmm. So if you can go to, just go to Goodwill, find a VHS copy of Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, and um, it's after the credits, and just take take a look. Check it out. Yeah. Try it. I'm, See if you like and it. I don't, it's so good. I don't know where the, like, where Johnny Bravo stands in streaming. Like, I don't know if he's up on HBO Max yet, because they're putting up a lot of old Cartoon Network stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can't find it anywhere to watch legally, I'm sure YouTube has a copy. I We will not link you, yeah. but like I'm sure the internet at least has the glasses bit. Like I'm sure someone has that bit. Yeah, and you can just see that and decide if you want to hunt down a VHS copy yeah. of Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island after that. <laughs> um, speaking of Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, um, let's talk about the uh, direct-to-video movies really quick. Um, which kind of like rekindled because Scooby-Doo was really, really big when we were growing yes. up um, in the late 90s. So um, it kind of like these movies helped to rekindle and like find like a new formula for a new era. Um, so Zombie Island came out really good. There's some stuff mm-hmm. that is outdated in that one now, some language, um, but it's still good. Um, still watch it. Just be aware <laughs> that there is some... Um, some outdated language that is used in that movie mm-hmm. um follow up to that was uh which is ghost which um has tim curry in it, which <laughs> is probably its greatest strength <laughs> that one is it's it's mm-hmm. kind of forget uh, like that's a forgettable one third one was uh scooby-doo know. alien attack i don't know if that that's one's like, actually what it's one. called <laughs> i think it's scooby Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invasion, I think, is what it's really called. Alien Attack is the name <laughs> of the Men in Black ride in Universal Studios. <laughs> oh my god, they never did a Scooby-Doo meet Men in Black. They um, totally should have done that. They both had shows. Holy shit, they could have because wow. the, the cartoon was up. Oh my god. Well, I'm just let me um, add, let me find my little notebook and add that to uh, fish, <laughs> fan fiction I'm writing now. <laughs> and then following Alien Attack. Alien Invasion was um, Cyber Chase. Yeah! Yeah, it was so good. People say that one's bad, and I will admit it's... They're wrong. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I'd say it's like, I like Zombie Island, and then Cyber Chase, and then Alien Invasion, and then um, Witch's Ghost. So Cyber Chase is so good. It's just a fun movie, and yes, it does have plot holes. I'll give people that. It has a couple plot holes. Um... And it, some of it doesn't quite make sense, but it's incredibly fun because it's got that like isekai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in another world whole thing. And then at the end, when they get to meet their other selves, art, just fucking art. 
Yeah, that l- listen, the ones the ones I'd watch when it was Spooky Month when I was a kid. You got to watch Zombie Island. Mm-hmm. You got to watch Cyber Chase. Is mm-hmm. Witch's Ghost the Hex Girls? Yes. I forgot about the Hex Girls. Yeah, which <laughs> Yeah, I was like I think Witch's Ghost is with the the gay golf girl. L- Scooby Doo made me pretty gay everybody. <laughs> Scooby Doo pretty gay. <laughs> and the Hex Girls become reoccurring characters in subsequent Scooby-Doo movies. So they appear yeah. in the fifth movie. Um, the movies kind of get progressively worse after Cyber Chase. So the first one that was t- just very tonally different and bad was um, Vampire Australian Vampire 1. Scooby-Doo and the Vampire yeah. is here, or something like that. Um, but the Hex Girls were in that one, but it just it just wasn't great. Um, and then I think they show up in What's New Scooby-Doo, and then I think they show up in Mystery Incorporated, and probably maybe a couple others yeah. that I'm forgetting. Maybe there's so many Scooby-Doo movies that I have not seen at this point, um, because they churn out one to two a year, and there's one where they meet Kiss, and that's very weird. Okay. Oh, God, but we forgot. We were missed. There's the first one ever where it's actual Halloween is coming out. <gasps> yes! Oh, my God. Did we talk about that on the podcast? No, we talked about that after the podcast, I think. It was um, after, okay, everybody. So there'd never been a Scooby-Doo movie that was Halloween. And I know you're thinking, what about Witch's Ghost? No, no. Yes, Witch's Ghost is just like, quote unquote, fall. This is the first Scooby-Doo movie that involves actual Halloween. Not episode, because there's a couple episodes of the series that take place on Halloween. This is the first movie out of, what did the Smithsonian say? How many movies? 35 plus? Um... So this is the first one that takes place on Halloween. I need to look this up really quick because this whole thing is um, wild. Um, Scooby-Doo Halloween. When you type in Scooby-Doo Halloween, it's like Scooby-Doo movie, Scooby-Doo 2, Scooby-Doo and the Goblin. But those are all like just Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah. Happy Halloween, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Uh, is a pit, is the, comes out, it comes out tomorrow. Oh my God. You have to watch it. As of as of this recording, it's October fifth. It comes out October sixth. So by the time you hear this, it's already out, and you can also watch Happy Halloween Scooby Doo. Is this what our uh, goes to the movies is going to be this year, or this month? <laughs> I think I think so. I thought it was going to be Twitches, but I think it's Happy Halloween Scooby Doo. Well, we can do it. Matthew Lillard is, is Bill Nye is in it. Bill, okay, yeah, that's the what's what's so wild about it. Okay, so this Halloween <laughs> movie, this is the thirty first <laughs> in a series. <laughs> okay um oh it's already out at walmart it came out f- the 15th of september Ooh. at walmart okay this scooby-doo movie has bill nye and the scarecrow from batman <laughs> oh what is this and movie? elvira's in it <laughs> what is this movie i remember th- we did i think we looked this up everyone after we did our space jam episode i don't know how we got to this i know um i'm on the scooby-doo wiki so scooby-doo.fandom.com and it just has like okay. little little snapshots from the movie and one of the snapshots is just like shaggy sitting on the ground and scooby's like kind of hunched over looking very concerned and uh the caption below it just says calming down <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I absolutely have to Where do I buy this digitally to watch it? How how Yeah, what's the easiest oh my God. way to Will it be on I wonder if it'll be on HBO Max. Ooh, I wonder if it'll be on HBO Max. Apparently Red Herring um makes a cameo appearance. Red Herring is a character from uh what uh Scooby 
baby, babies, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo babies. Scooby Doo baby. Poppy Scooby Doo. Uh, I'm gonna read the little like blurb. Scooby and Shaggy's favorite holiday is upon us. With fake monsters and candy galore, Halloween is heaven for these hungry foodies going door to door. This year, their sweet holiday turns sour when a neighborhood pumpkin patch is infected by toxic ooze, creating high-flying jack-o'-lanterns. Oh my god. Jack-o'-lanterns? Jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> okay. Jackals. And a king-sized pumpkin leader squashing everything in its path. It's up to Scooby-Doo and the gang as they team up with their pals, Bill Knight, a science guy, and Elvira, mistress of the dark, to solve this mystery of gigantic proportions and save Crystal Cove. Okay, really quick, I just saw who wrote, directed, and produced this movie. I want you to guess who wrote, produced, and directed this movie. I will give you a hint. He worked on a series on Cartoon Network. Oh my fucking god, is it Gendy? It's not Gendy. It's one that maybe we haven't talked about quite uh, as much. Oh. Uh, Over the Garden Wall guy? Nope. That's it. That's it. It's Maxwell Adams, creator of Grim Adventures of Billy and oh. Mandy. So, um, that... Oh my, it's gonna be good! Yeah, I'm like, this could be great. <laughs> this could be... You've got Bill Nye, the Scarecrow from Batman, Elvira, written by Maxwell Adams, starring um, just a great cast of the Scooby gang. Like, you've got, like, Matthew Lillard is back, Frank Welker is back, Gray Griffin, previously Delisle, is back. Um, I don't know. Is this the rich Kate Machusi? She's voicing Velma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know who she that is. She is, uh... God, she's yeah. perfect to voice Velma. <laughs> Where was she for the movie? I know. Why did they... <laughs> Where was she for Scoob? God, she's perfect. Why'd they pick who they picked? <laughs> Why did they do that? Wow, I just made direct eye contact with a cardinal bird. <laughs> that was very <laughs> weird. <laughs> I look out the window and he's just like, hey. <laughs> no, she's perfect because I think Velma's voice yeah, acting like... Me? Makuchi. Makuchi. <laughs> yeah she's perfect nerds who know me she was julie in motor city <laughs> now she's because i know velma's uh, previous vice actors i think she retired so this is a good follow-up this is great this movie is this gonna be good i think it's gonna be is good is this movie gonna be good it's gonna be good oh my god it's gonna be good just like this episode is good this episode is good <laughs> <laughs> season two baby <laughs> baby we had some technical difficulties but we're back we're better than ever. Um, who's the new villain this season? <laughs> uh, you, I, mm, what's another cyber-based villain? Who's the fucking bad guy from... Um, uh, oh, God, what's that show? From Cyber Chase on PBS? No! no uh, oh, God, what was it? It was on Toonami. They were in a computer. Re- reboot? Yeah, who's the bad guy from Reboot? Re- who's the bad guy from Reboot? Um, Is he just called Virus or something? Virus Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the real villain is the villain from Osmosis Jones right now. Oh god, that guy. He did That's who we're fighting. He did win who was a better daddy between him and the Cyber Chase bad guy, so. Yeah. I'm not surprised, but I know who the real daddy is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've been, we've been in quarantine for so long. Just so, I just, touch, please. 
um, really quick before we go. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about Scooby-Doo? No, I'm looking up the bad guy to reboot. <laughs> okay. What's his name? Uh, His name is Megabyte slash Gigabyte. A command and conquer infectious computer virus in the series' main villain. I think he's probably why I have very large phobias about getting a computer virus. (laughs) He's just so sinister. He's terrifying. You know, it wasn't the the guy from Cyber Chase or the other guy from Cyber Chase on PBS. Um. (laughs) Well, because I feel like he, like, because it's like a... CGI and for us like a classified kind of like an anime because it was on Toonami but it uh he like kills pe- like they like like people die yeah reboot was um scary just because um it was CGI in yeah. like the late 90s yeah it was it was no good <laughs> it was like, everyone just looks scared yeah everyone just looked bad um well really quick uh before we're done with this episode awesome <laughs> 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 I have been brainstorming a Detective Conan Scooby-Doo crossover yes. for the past month. Yes. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that this is all I've been thinking about for like a long time. Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty good whenever I get a chance to write it, but it involves them going to London. Yes. And uh, Kaido Kid is trying to steal the Queen's crown jewels. <laughs> And okay, so the tie the tie-in has to be because I feel like every time they go to a destination, it's like Daphne's aunt or some shit. Yeah. Um. Well, I think I feel like Velma. Like if we're going with from like Cyber Chase, that universe, like a uh, Zombie Island continuity. Mm-hmm. Velma's a mystery writer, so I just imagine that she writes a mystery novel with uh, Shinichi's dad, who is also okay. a mystery novelist. Okay. And I don't know for some reason they're in London, so they go to London. And then it's announced that, like, oh, Kyle Kid's going to try to steal the uh, crown jewels. Oh, no. And then everyone's just together in <laughs> London. And Scooby-Doo meets a corgi, I guess. <laughs> there has to be a whole bit with uh, Shaggy and, the, like, the guards as well. Yes. <laughs> God, I wish... I Listen, everyone. We need you to band together and get us these five-star reviews on Apple so we can have the power... To get someone to make like an like an ant like a like a sketch animation for this idea. Yes, like hey, if Gregory House from House gets to canonically meet Blackjack, this can totally happen. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute travesty. This hasn't happened yet. Um. They're just both right there. <laughs> They're both right there. I'm just, like, imagining, like, the Scooby gang, like, coming across, like, a Detective Conan-style, like, murder scene. And they're all just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Where's the sheet ghost? <laughs> that guy's... <laughs> that guy's dead. <laughs> you walk in, holy shit, um, someone's dead. And there's just a small boy standing over the body. <laughs> and, like, Velma figures it out immediately. Um, and they do, like, the glasses switch. <laughs> And she, like, finds out, she's just like, what, these, this little boy's glasses are fake. (laughs) (laughs) Your finger goes right through. Yeah, there's no lenses. (laughs) I feel like Velma shows up and she's like, this is who done it. Also, that little boy is a grown teenager. (laughs) That little boy is the missing (laughs) Stanichi Kudo. More more of like, if they ever met, Velma would solve the mystery of why he's a little boy, and then Conan would be over. Just over. Just like, well, that's that's <laughs> it. He's, there we go. He's, uh, 
Now we have a teen detective, and pff, that's been done. We already have a teen detective. There's no more spots in this mystery machine. <laughs> yeah, so he tries to get in the mystery machine, like, whoa, we helped you out, kid. You better, uh... Whoa! You gotta find your own ride. This is Vans full. <laughs> Vans full. And it's just, like, the whole, like, Shaggy and Scooby are just sitting in the back, <laughs> and there's, like, plenty of room. <laughs> it was always weird to me that the other three sit up front, and they're like, Shaggy, sit in the back of the trunk with the dog. There's enough seats. <laughs> They don't need to sit in the back. I don't understand. There's literally enough seats in the mystery machine where Shaggy and Scooby don't have to sit in the back. I don't know if anyone's ever read Road in the Back of a Van. It is a very chaotic time. It's not it is not as fun as you think it would be. And I'm surprised that like they still do this to this day. It's like in cartoons generally, like say someone gets on a skateboard, they also have to have a helmet. Someone yeah. gets in a car, they also have to have their seatbelt on. So it's very surprising that like Shaggy and Scooby still get just just to sit in the back of the mystery machine while it's going. Like, I feel like what they... That's, they, that's still around. I feel like they create the fakeness of being saved because all the shots where you see them, they're like, they're standing, but it looks like they're sitting. But everyone understand they're in the back back. So like they're standing up to be like face level. Yeah, they're like hanging over the back seats <laughs> where no one's sitting. <laughs> and it's just talking. It's very bizarre. Um... I love Scooby Doo. Shaggy's almost treated like a like a dog like another dog. He like, eats dog treats because he eats he eats dog treats. He hangs out in the back with Scooby. He always hangs out with Scooby Doo. It's like essentially he's just like um, another dog that just tags along. With okay, him. so who is the person that cursed Shaggy to become a human? <laughs> yeah, it's like Shaggy and Scooby are long lost brothers but shaggy was cursed to become a human and now it's like a weird reverse eliza thornberry situation yeah he's like trying to like you know everyone's just having fun solving mysteries but scooby and shaggy are like hardcore trying to solve this mystery about who turned shaggy into a man (laughs) who cursed scooby with the ability to talk yeah oh well what if oh what am i doing what am i writing right now (laughs) what if Scooby was the human oh, and Shaggy was the dog. They got switched. So like they switched. They got switched a rude. So like they're trying to figure out how to like uns unswitch a rude yeah. each other. What the hell is this? <laughs> it's like a weird so it's like okay, so you know the one hundred good D's of Eddie Mc it's not McDog. I wanna say McDog. Uh I think it's McDowd. McDowd. Like McDowd. It's like it's like that, but they have to solve one hundred mysteries to be switched back. Yes. And, like, the rest of the gang is not aware of no. this. They just think that they're having fun solving mysteries. Yeah. That's why I feel like anytime they get back together, so like, good. Shaggy and Scooby are like, we gotta get back together, gang. And they're like, why? And they're like, I can't tell you, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, uh, Hanna-Barbera slash DC Comics. Scooby Apocalypse was bad, but if you let that happen, you have to let me pitch my... Yeah. You've got to let me pitch my Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. And if, hey, hey, if I see that shit gets solicited and we don't get a cut, we're I'm coming for you. I don't know where DC offices is, you, but DC. I'm sure it's public record and I'll find it. It's in California. Let's go. <laughs> I was going to get out of my office chair and like run away, but I realized I'd have to take my headphones off. We got to end our podcast. So just imagine. I know. Just imagine that I did that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Scooby-Doo. Um, I love it. I love Scooby-Doo. I love Scooby-Doo. I love Scooby-Doo. I think that's really all we 
can say. They can find me, Austin, host Austin, on Twitter at Sailor Scott Austin. That's at Sailor S C T Austin. And you can find us as a collective for this podcast also on Twitter at Nerd Mysteries. You can find me at Twitter at Batman and Sobbin, B A T M A N S O B B I N. Um I also have a second pod Yeah. I also backslash colon slash HTTP AOL keyword. <laughs> um, I also have a second podcast now that I do with my uh, friend Paloma, who we mentioned on here, and two other lovely hosts, Rochelle and Mary. Uh, we talk about nerdy things that are good. It's called Fictionality, T-E-A, like the drink, yeah. tea that you drink. Um, and uh, you can find that on Twitter at F-I-C-T-I-O-N-A. You know, I can't spell it. I'll put it in the description. <laughs> yeah, you, everyone hit that up. Hit They're up on Apple Podcasts, too. Also, uh, we would love, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Five stars would be cool. If it's not five stars, tell us what we can improve on. Uh, that'd be amazing. Tell a friend about the show. Listen to Brenda's new show. Just listen to our shows. Like Downloading and leaving reviews are huge boosts on Apple Podcasts. Like every, Listen everywhere else you listen, but if you have an Apple device and you already listened on like your other device and you're like, I'm not going to listen again. Just download it. Like it's, it's fine. You can delete it later, but the downloads really help. Yeah, for sure. Um, reviews help downloads help and reviews also just make us feel like happy and warm inside. Um, everyone let me know what your favorite Scooby-Doo movie is or TV Mm. series is and why I expect a thousand words in a Google (laughs) doc on my desk by Friday. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I have no such demands, um, but do wish everyone a great week, uh, until the next mystery, Mistorians. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. I brought it <laughs> we back. gotta bring it back. Um, one last time before we close the book on Scooby-Doo. <laughs> this is, you will never talk about Scooby-Doo again until we bring up Scooby-Doo again when we watch the Scooby-Doo Halloween movie in like two weeks <laughs> yes I'm, I'm so excited to watch Scooby-Doo alright that's a wrap thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G you can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram this podcast is a part of the Nacelle Cast Podcast Network thanks so much for tuning in and see you next week